Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. Tom. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Morgan's Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We're back for round four of the NRL season. Uh, there's a few injury crises going around at the moment. The Newcastle Knights are in all sorts. The Melbourne Storm, not much better off. The Bunnies have no middles left in their side at the moment. Great news for Davey Moali, but the SC Playbook Podcast, also in all sorts at the moment. Desi Creek's gone down ill. Ads DeRussi gone down ill. The Guru's a bit sore as well, so he's in doubt for tomorrow, but he'll get there. He'll pull through the big fella. So uh, issues everywhere. One bloke, Mr. Reliable, is here with me each and every week. He's the super coach spy who... Mate, you had an excuse to not turn up this week, but you're here. Yeah, mate, I'm here, but by jingoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough old weekend. I simultaneously had all of my star performers all score shot all on the one weekend. It was unbelievable. <laughs> I was actually, I missed a reasonable amount of footy because I had a wedding up in Queensland, so that was good. But I was you know, doing the classic watch on the phone when I could, all that sort of stuff. And the numbers just weren't going up. <laughs> like, like, Anyone I needed to be on the field just wasn't, apparently. I think it was obviously a pretty hot weekend, so yeah. all the forwards I needed to score, <clears throat> just they had limited minutes, obviously didn't score well. I captained Hopgood Thursday night. It's nothing more depressing than <laughs> <laughs> opening weekend. Everyone talks about that Thursday night, avoid it. I'm like, you know, that's stupid. I want a good yeah. captain, I'll do it. And I've done that forever. I still don't mind it. But Hopgood, he played like 30 minutes less than the previous two weeks. He wasn't offloading. He looked gassed. I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. What a horrible start to the weekend. Thursday and night skippers, there's just something about them. And But the thing is, I think, Spy, when you're going with forwards, like, you know what, the conditions probably shouldn't matter too much. Night games, so they should get through their minutes. Hopefully yeah. not too, too hot. Backs, I tend to lean towards day games just because dry conditions, better for ball movement, higher scoring. Uh, but, mate, it, it just wasn't your week. It happened. It was literally one of those weekends just all went wrong. But um, the other thing about Hopgood and captaining a forward, he can't 
catch up those points late. Like if you've got a Teddy or a Trell or something like that, they can put on two or three yeah, tries this yeah. late. I'm like, oh, I could eke out eight points here late to get to 50, <laughs> which you tried to do a little late offload and yeah. it got intercepted. Yeah, yeah. That summed up the weekend. So I ended up, actually ended up top 74% for the weekend. So it was pretty gutsy. <laughs> top 74%. <laughs> yeah, so it's a horror weekend. But I did actually like, I immediately looked at it and panicked and went, oh shit, like I'm, I'm in all sorts here. But then I had a look. I was actually probably about... 80 points off a score that I would have been like, that's okay. It's middle of the pack. So it shows that the variance in scores this time of year, there's not a lot between them. Well, uh, as you said, on a low scoring week where you're around the 900, a, a pretty good score this week was around 1,100. Uh, in, unless you're, you're my next guest too, we've, we've, had, <laughs> we've had to get salary cap exemption in for this one to get Maddie the Waterboy to contribute more this week as we're down a number. And... It's not due to it. It hasn't been a forced move into the side. It's he's come in in red hot form. Maddie, you're back. Uh, I'm not just back, boys. I think <laughs> some people just have it. Some people just have it, and I, I nearly didn't even come today. I didn't even want to produce. I just, I, I feel like I'm bigger than this podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm not even in the top ten percent. But I had a really, I had a really good week, and I'm, and I'm really happy. If, so, firstly, tell us what your score was, mate. So, I got 1,123. Oh. I didn't even... The funny thing is, I didn't even check till maybe last night after we finished the, yeah. the blow podcast. And I heard you say to Guru that you got 1050 and that you, it was a good score. And I'm like, sweet, <laughs> I must... This must... That's my, um, that's my yardstick. So, this must have been a good score. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, I had a look. I Captain Harry Grant, which... And he went well in a losing team. Um and everyone else went pretty good. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good week. And, mate, I was ranked 55,000 or something coming into this. So I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm in the top 33,600 now, which is fantastic. Spy, Matty's, like, to say he's a part-time Supercoach player <laughs> would be uh, probably not correct. I think he's got the wood on you. Has he got you covered? He's comfortable. Everyone's got me covered at the moment. But in fairness, it's, it wouldn't be many points in it. One captain choice this week, I'll be back. But speaking of that, the bike from work I spoke about a few weeks ago came down the Savo. I'm like, what have you done this weekend, mate? He goes, yeah, yeah. showed me. He's just brought in Tamari Martin, someone else and someone else. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything because you're top 3%. <laughs> yeah. Like, the things you're doing are working. But, yeah, I think it's important to note, and you've spoken about it, but... It's all about how your side's set up. Like, I've, I've seen the bike from work side. I'm going to go flying past him, but at the moment he's doing an absolute number on me. Uh, and it is, while we're here, for anyone in my boat and panicking... And there were questions around this, so I'm glad you get to it early. Jump straight into it. So basically, when I did panic and have a look and go, oh, well, what is going on here? I had a quick look. As I said, it worked out maybe about 100 points away from a reasonable round total where you go, yeah, middling, not good, not bad. Mm. Uh, whereas last year, you look at that Manu Pappenhausen weekend, which was just an ultimate disaster. That actually cost me like three, 400 points. Like yeah. that was a genuine like season breaker. This isn't, it's a little setback. It's 100 points, which I can get back. But the trades are actually made. They made money. They did well. So Sweet. the setup's fine and 100 points is an easy catch up. If you look at the difference between where I'm at, which is... Might be like 50,000 or something, and 10,000. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing at the moment. Nothing at this stage of the year, mate. The Kuma Stallions, very happy with my week. Uh, scored 1,050. Actually dropped 5,000 spots down to 20,000 overall. So sounds a bit funny to have a drop and be happy with it. But I resisted the temptation to sell the likes of Nathan Cleary, Brian Toto, essentially all my Panthers contingent. Held, held on to all of them. I held on to Luke Garner. Got them all still there. Uh, 
Adam Dewey, that, this was a killer. So the uncertainty around him playing on the Sunday afternoon, if he didn't play, and it sounded like at one stage there it was going to be 50-50 best, if I held off and, and had him at 5'8 and he didn't play, I was going to be copying an AE. So I played Isaiah Katoa early on in the round. He scored about 23 with that late try assist off the kick. Um, so I didn't tear my team apart. It was never going to be a moving week for the Stallions. It was one of them survival weeks. I'm like, you know what? For the sake of holding this squad together, which I'm happy with, I'll just try and get through it. And to do it with a 5,000 spot um, drop overall, was very, very happy with that yeah. one. Uh, so, yeah, not panic stations by any means at all. Guys, if you're interested in the SC Playbook subscription package, the NRL package is $40. The full package for the NRL, AFL, BBL for the 12 months is $50. Gives you access to additional premium articles every single week on site. Might be three, 4,000, 5,000, whatever it is, word analysis of the teams this afternoon up on the SC Playbook website to subscriber only this week. Gives you access to our WhatsApp community, different threads, game day, team advice, contributor only. We launched a late mail uh, thread during the week, which was, uh, sorry, last weekend, which is a ripper, I thought, to keep you on top of late changes. Access to our major unlimited group prize, which is worth $1,000 this season. My Q&A each, Q each and every week. Head to the menu on site at scpublic.com.au and find the subscribe tab there if you're interested. Spy, let's get stuck into today's show and we'll start with, we won't start with, we will, but today's show we've got the key takes from Team this Tuesday, some big news out of that. The Nico conundrum will be top of the show after that. We're going to talk about whether Nico Hines... If we're bringing him in this week, if we're waiting, if we are waiting, when are we getting him in? Uh, spend up lots of question marks around Nico Hines this week. We'll go through our hot topics with a big focus on the front row forwards. Torhu Harris, Joe Tapney, Payne Haas, who do we go with there? We'll finish with our round four trades and skippers. Uh, and then listen to questions. Mate, let's get stuck into it. At the Paramount, Eels, Ryan Madison returns on the edge. Cop that one, Guru. Matty Dory, though. When I say though, it uh, looked like it was a potentially bad knee injury, and it still might be for all we know, but has been named on the bench. The winner here is Bryce Cartwright, who retains his spot on the edge despite Maddo back. Matty Dory's name there. So, I mean, good news spy for Cardiones, who's set to make more cash. I suppose in terms of if you look at maybe Sitve starting, if, if Dory does stay on the bench, he potentially eats into the time of Cardi. Um, but yeah, Cardi just looks like, and it kills me to say this, after a good price rise last week, could be the one that got away from non-owners. Yeah, he's doing really, really good things super coach wise He's pretty busy. He looks pretty fit, to be honest. Uh, mm. He offloads, we know that, but his minutes have been huge. So, pretty frustrating one. It was um, We had the chat pre-round one, and you, you mentioned Dury might be the buy, which, and it made sense. Um, I suspect Dury maybe won't even play, though. Maybe that's why he's been named at 14 and someone comes in. Mm. Um, if he is healthy, maybe he still starts on an edge and Mado goes middle. We just don't know. A lot of uncertainty. I think Cartwright's... There is a temptation if you had a trade spared to bring him in still because there's money to come. Uh, but as you said, he could easily play 40, 60 minutes. Sean Lane could be back next week. We just don't know. So I think he's the one that got away. Um, there'll be a few yeah. of those this year. My issue with sort of getting Cardi in in the last couple of weeks or even this week is just that um, second row forward is my least troublesome position in my side. I haven't had spots to do it. True. Started with Jacob Preston, who I feel, still think is a better buy than Cardi this week. In fact, I'm very confident he is. Uh, at the Storm, Will Warbrick named on the wing. <sighs> it was a tough one last week. I played him over Khan Pereira up on the Gold Coast. Pereira, who was on about 58 after about 20 minutes... And then finished on about 61, I think it was, something like yeah. that. So, but I played, yeah, so I played him over Khan Pereira. Warbrick finished with sweet bugger all. So the good news, though, is they play the Tigers this week in Melbourne. 
We know that it only takes one week for a winger to jag a few tries to stimulate some some price rises. So I was a bit worried that he might get dropped. Hopefully he does play this week. And I think he's a whole. We probably need to go into that too much, but hopefully he stays near there. Now, here's a big one. Adam Dewey, named at fullback. Now... NRL Physio was up to his old tricks, giving us some, some of the best analysis in the game around injuries. And Adam Dewey, he played last week. He looked hindered with that foot injury. Turf toe, I believe it is the, the buzzword. Yep, yep. Bit of turf toe. So while he may continue to play, I think you know more about it, but he it's a bit of a pain tolerance sort of thing. It might limit his output. Brandon Wakeham is in the halves at the Tigers. Spy, what have you got on me for Adam Dewey at fullback? Okay, uh, firstly... He's definitely hindered. You no, know, I'm a big Adam Dewey fan. I watched him closely last weekend, and everything that NRL Physio has since said makes sense. Basically, you lose your explosiveness off that foot. Yeah. Uh, his whole game is basically predicated on that running game. He runs, he takes the line on, he attracts defenders, he can then pass, kick yeah. in behind, all that good stuff. Uh, he just looked so uncomfortable with the ball. He shifts on a couple of times yeah. to Johnny Bateman, which isn't what he does, and they were ordinary balls. So I think it was in his head a bit, and he really, really struggled, the big fella. Um, the fact he's been named at fullbacks interesting though, because that's way more running meters. <clears throat> maybe it's something that just needed a week to settle. I don't know. Gotta hope. Um, before I get into these numbers, I'm I'm worried about it short term as a Dewey owner. I think the next two, three mm. weeks, uh, especially what physio's been ch- chatting about, means he could just be hindered, he could struggle. Uh, but he did goal kick still, so look if he can punch out a few semi okay numbers. The beauty is he's not expensive. If he's healthy. He's a gun. I don't care if he's playing number one, number yeah. six. He's goal kicking. He's a gun. He can stay there for you. But the question is, what's going to happen the next three, four weeks? Is he going to lose value? Is he going to rest? Is he even going to play? I just, we don't know. The, the the goal kicker was a good sign, wasn't it? It's was definitely a good sign. And maybe it's the other foot. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into that. But if we just go purely on numbers for Adam Dewey, if I've written it down here, but I know it anyway, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> 57 average for, I think it was the Bunnies, wasn't it, a few years ago? Uh, fullback. He didn't goal kick apart from like one game. So basically the average 57, which was without the goal kicking, I believe, you add roughly 10 to that. So that's 67 per game. He's two years on now. He's a main man in a side. My only question on Dewey is can, can his running game lead to the super coach points we need? That's my only question. Uh, I don't care where he's playing. He's a great buy if healthy. Uh, but we're going to know pretty early in that game how he's looking. But if he's playing fullback, that's a good sign. Uh, do we hold, though, or do we get rid of him? If I had a trade handy, I'd be tempted to maybe – like if you if I had a hot start, there's nothing to put out, I would, wouldn't mind maybe selling him, but it's probably worth mm. a, a look for a week. Um, and then he's going to potentially lose cash. Then he's maybe just holding for a couple of weeks, could be the go, while he gets back to his best in two or three weeks' time. But, gee, it's a tricky one on him. One job you had, Spy. One job this week for Tuesday, and I sent you a message and said, mate, any numbers on uh, on Dewey at fullback? And you were close, but we got in here and you didn't have it. But uh, Supercoach Guns on Twitter. Dewey averaged 59 points per game at fullback in 2020, playing 80 minutes. He only kicked goals in three of those games. Take the goal kicking off, and it was 57.3. So with the six points per game he's got from goal kicking so far... He might just be a hold for now, says Supercoach Gun. So yeah, that is exactly what I just said, by the way, off the top of my head. You said 57, mate. Yeah, 57 without goal kicking. Then add yeah, the 10. Yeah, all right, all right. I'll let you off the hook this Carry time. on, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... <clears throat> I don't... Oh, we'll get to Ruben Cotter shortly, but I don't have dramas with my side, but that's probably... 
I just think I'm going to hold Dewey. I, I don't see him as a big issue at the moment, but at the same time, I mean, I just want to, as you said, as we said, he was kicking goals. He's moved to fullback. That to me says that they're not too too worried. He's about going okay, sport, hopefully. So. Um, and it could have been a confidence thing. Game mm. one with the injury. Also, they were just flat out horrible for seventy of the minutes. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to mention, what was it? With five eight, so. If you want to get someone like a Dylan Brown or Munster, it also costs you about 150k to go up from Dewey, which then eats out a chunk of the money that you want to get other guns in the coming weeks. Nico so Hines being one, yeah, you got to consider that. One. So if you, there was a sideways trade for Dewey, I'd be way more keen. But given what we know or I know he's going to produce uh, once he gets mm. healthy, I just it might just be worth holding out that short term pain. But again, it's a really tricky one. Might be team dependent. Yeah, Ru- Ruben Cottespie was one uh, big out from teamless at the Cowboys and he came out this week and he scored, f- played 46 minutes for 43 points and I was like, oh, it was my, my gut feel, it wasn't even gut feel, I, th- I was sort of backing him to, to outscore last season and start a value and I was like, have I got this one wrong? And I thought, you know, maybe I have, it happens plenty of times, but... Yeah. Uh, and then when he didn't get named today, I was like, okay, reduced minutes because obviously something's gone on there. Now, there's, I haven't seen any more detail at the moment, but obviously something's happening there. Hopefully, it's nothing too, too serious. In those 46 minutes, he had 49 in base. Like, the numbers were so 40 good. tackles in, like, 35 degree yeah. heat. He doesn't mind a bit of work. Nah, so potentially may have... Uh, uh, overestimated his upside in that he had bugger all attacking stats last year and we were sort of basing on the fact that he's such a gun that I thought there'd be more attacking stats in there. Maybe not so much, but oh, <coughs> he was still on track to be, even with the 43 points in 46 minutes, I was going to hold. So I'm like, I don't see him as a problematic area. He's, the issue for me is that he's my gun starting front row along with mm. Stefano Utakamanu, who's been outstanding for me. Yeah. Uh, averaging about 55 or 50. I'll have to move Cotter on, which is fine. I was actually didn't have a pressing second trade this week anyway. I was potentially going to go early on Josh Schuster, which we put back now. Uh, you're an owner, but you have other gun front rowers. So what are you doing with him? Yeah, um, it was actually interesting. The small bit of that game I saw at the wedding on my phone, he wasn't part. He wasn't running much. He was shifting out the back. So mm. maybe he carried something into that game as well, more than likely. Um, I agree with you on the upside with Cotter. Um, maybe he lacks a bit of that upside, but what he brings, what he might lack in upside... He brings straight back in runs, a few tackle busts, heap of tackles, yeah. and straight away he can average 70 for you, so I don't mind that. But, yeah, I'm lucky enough to already own Stefano and Christian Welch, who I'm sure will bounce back this week. He only played 30 minutes, oddly, on the weekend in that heat. So, if you're a Cotter owner, um, a few options there. Do you want, are we going to name him now? or Nah, we'll get thinking? to him later. We'll yep. get to him later. We, we will talk about Welch, though. <clears throat> one bloke that I was a little bit... After round one, scored well, and I was like, uh, you know, probably unsurprisingly scored well. There was no room for him, whatever. Round two, not great. Round three, was it 33 minutes? Just putting that down to heat or what happened? Yeah, he made 25 tackles, and it was, it was incredibly hot. Maybe it was just a case of third game back after us. ACL, you've done a heap of work. Yeah. Maybe we just want to look after you a little bit. I don't know. Um, Concern? I'm not now. If it happens again, if he plays 45 this weekend, yep. I'll definitely be concerned and I'll probably be tempted then. Hopefully Cotter will return. I can probably get Cotter up to one of the boys we're going to mention soon and run Stefano as my second front rower. But as we see this week, that depth can be pretty handy. So I'm not concerned on Welch, but uh, obviously it's not ideal. I do expect a good bounce back this week though. Like if you said to me overs unders this week, I reckon he's going over 60 reasonably mm. comfortably. 
Maddie, over to your bunnies, mate. And we talk about it every week, but it changes every single week, and it's so relevant to Supercoach. Sele is out. Yep. Totol, so he was HIA. Sele was HIA, yep. Totola's out set six to eight weeks. It's I, a while. I saw three to six, but yeah, he's, no, he's th- out for a while. Three to yeah. six, yep. and Shaq Mitchell. He's out for eight. Yep. And, and Arrow re-aggravated his yeah. hammy. Yeah, so <laughs> it keeps going back to Davey Moali. Yeah. Break even 25, 253K. I mean, look, you're not going to rush to play him in your 17, but uh, really unfortunate for Shaq Mitchell owners who was going well, played 23 minutes on the weekend for about 23 points. Yeah. Uh, I think he's obviously a sell now after one price rise. That's a killer. But Davey Moali, there has to be minutes there, doesn't there? Yeah, he's, he's very relevant now. He's going to play heaps more minutes, I, I believe. They've, they've named Saluka Fafita to start. We saw, I think it might have been against the Sharks or Pell. One of the games he he was named to play on the bench, end up starting. I think it might have been round one. I think he did have in two games, to be honest. But yeah, maybe did have yeah. in two games. Um, I'm not sure if this is the 17 we're going to run out with. Like with Blake Taff on the bench, I don't know if because we're so light in the forwards. I think maybe they'll try and beef up the the bench a bit. That's just my opinion. Mm. Um, so that's something to, to to think about. I don't know if they're going to do that, but re- regardless, either way, like Mawala is going to get minutes. I think he's going to start. You know, I've, we've got two weeks of evidence to to golf to golf there. Um, so yeah, suddenly becomes relevant. The, the issue was against Penrith. He, was he slightly injured when he because he, he, he yeah, had a, cause remember he played ten minutes. Yeah, he had a little stint at the start and then came on at the back end. So like he wouldn't have been gas surely. And, and, and because they were because they were so light on, that might have been. There was a couple of injuries in that game as well. It has been everywhere for the week for the Pro Bunnies. So he came back on late, but I think they sort of said they, they really didn't probably want him to. But Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Interesting to see if Taft plays 14. Obviously, like, we need Taft to, to cover other positions, but just because we're so light in the middle yeah. at the moment, I'm not sure uh, what they're going to do. It'll be interesting come kickoff time. But, yeah, Miley's he becomes relevant in the next couple of weeks for mm. sure. At the Warriors, Spy, heaps going on there. Jackson Ford returns on the edge. Mitch Barnett is out. Wade Egan, out. Paul Buggers, who... I shouldn't say Paul Buggers, who brought him in. He came in, still played about 63, 64 minutes. Scored a try. Three tries in three games. Yeah. More money incoming. Uh, he's got to be a hold. He's, he's still got a low break even. There's more money to come there. The plan was obviously... And Desi Creek was speaking about it last week, but going him to Harry Grant, it just it's going to take an extra week on top of that now because we suspect he'll hopefully be back next week for the Warriors. He also played, like, the first 67 minutes. I actually saw a bit more footage than I thought. I also saw this at the wedding. He was still on 67 minutes in, and then he went off with that HR. He might have yep. played 80. It's huge. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, so just something yep. to monitor. But definitely hold if you, if you can. Yeah. yeah, so Ford, those who held Ford, I mean, you should have held Ford. And for non-owners, he's, he's a close watch this week. Uh, close watch this week and in coming weeks because Jazz Devon came back last week, was great. Very intrigued to see how the minutes play out there. <coughs> I, I suspect that Jazz... We'll come on and take time off Torhu Harris. We'll get to Torhu later. Yep. Maybe not a lot, but even sort of 15 odd minutes there. Uh, Josh Curran dropped from the side. And just it's a good position for the Warriors to be in because they're, they're dropping <coughs> quality players. They've got so much depth. Greg Marju at the Knights is back on the wing. I watch on him in coming weeks. Zach Wolford named at number nine for the Raiders. Danny Levi is out of this game, out longer term with a, a fractured jaw, I believe it is. Tommy Starling named on the bench. Even if Tommy Starling does start come game day, which I suspect he won't, lots of people getting keen on him. We saw last year when... Like, Wolford plays the same role as Levi. Nothing was really going to change, yeah. I don't think. It's irrelevant. Big Joshy Papali. Papali'i, I should say. Finally back. 
spy Nico Hines back for the Sharks. We'll talk about Nico shortly. Braden Trindle, watching him carve up my, my old Raiders on the weekend mm. as a non-Supercoach channel, wanting him so bad. I was like, oh, should I have I just got him in? And then the suspicions happened. He's been named on the bench for the Sharkies and made plenty of cash on the weekend. It was close to 100K, so by no means a bad trade, but that the cash gen's about to be stunted, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Um, before you go to the next one, a couple of quick updates on the fly. Obviously, Tuesday Arbos, lots happening. Ruben Cotter, two to four weeks, meniscus, I just okay. saw online. Mm. So that essentially means one to three games. He could be back next week or he could be out a few, so... Obviously, if you're an owner like yourself, you don't have coverage, it probably makes him a definite sell. You can't afford to hold yeah, that can't, for three like weeks. Yeah, can't. Like, talking about Moali, who... I don't want to play him this week, but if it was a case of a one-week plug and he punched out his 30 yeah. to 40, viable. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fourth myself, it allows me to have a look next week, see how, he, how he's tracking, yeah. uh, or go up to one of the big dogs from there. Uh, the other one is, I've just noticed Dane Laurie named on the 14 yeah. for Tigers, so... Suggests one of two things. One, Dewey's not a certainty to play, which wouldn't shock me. Luckily, it's an early game, Friday at six. Thank God. Yes, yeah, so we know that already. Yeah. Um, or anything could happen in that Tigers pack. Uh, I do have some strong thoughts on young L Brooks, but it's a positive podcast, so let's let's leave that for the moment. Yes, yes, it is. It's all. Uh, it's also super great relevant, so we don't need to bag too much. But That's if it needs to happen, it needs to happen, mate. Um, yeah. Spy, let's get into our topic, and it is Nico Hines. Firstly, are you getting him in this weekend? Why or why not? He comes back at 900k, I believe, maybe second most uh, expensive in the game behind Pappy. Obviously, hasn't played this season. Coming back from a calf injury, where's he sit for you? All right, let's look at this properly. So... I'm making two trades this week and then I'm boosting again. Uh, it's probably another question I'm going to guess, but happy to boost early. Uh, just really maximise my output mm. and get myself set up. The question is, do I, get, do I go Tanner Boyd to Harry Grant or Reed Money to Harry Grant or do I go Sammy Walker to Nico Hines right now? I think they're both good options. Let's roll through the positives of Nico Hines here. His upside is enormous. That's the biggest reason mm. anyone should want him. He's, he's got 150-plus in him. Uh, makes him a great captaincy option, option any week. He can get ahead of the game. He should be fresh, providing he's all right. Yeah. He wouldn't be playing if he wasn't 100%. Surely to goodness. Um, good couple of games coming up. Sharks and Warriors, I like it. He does have a buy after that, but I'm not getting too caught up in buys unless it's like the Roosters or Penrith, who I own a lot of players already. Um only own one shark, so that's okay. Harry, on the other hand, um, <clears throat> it's we've seen what he's doing. It's he's playing great footy. Shock horror. He's a gun. Um, I think, and this is a bit speculative. I think he might average about eighty for the season. He's averaging ninety at the moment. Mm. I think he might have overachieved a little bit. Uh, super coach wise, he's had that late try in round one in extra time, which was boosted his average by ten straight away on a three week sample. Uh, he had some. He had three tries this. Two of them were late on the weekend in that 38-34 blowout in 35-degree heat. I don't think that's going to be the norm on a hot day where it just blows out like that. <clears throat> so I can see Harry regressing. That's probably my only thing, right? I've, like, I've backed myself all year that I think Harry might average around his average or a little bit less, and I still think it could happen. So I'd be a little bit annoyed if I brought him in and he starts averaging, getting his 75 80s again. I'm like, I knew this was going to happen. Not that that's bad. Yeah. You cop that. Still a good captaincy option. But if Nico comes out and blasts 150, I'd be mm. sitting there saying, why did I trust myself? Firstly, firstly on Harry, <clears throat> I just think 
I think he can average around 90. Yeah, I know he's had his late assists and whatnot. He can, no yeah. doubt. Yep. You saw on the weekend, he was so frustrated by everyone on the field. He just was trying to do everything himself. And I don't think that's going to change too often because he's just that good. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I did. we spoke about it all pre-season. The first part of last year prior to Origin coming out, he averaged around that 90 mark. Might have been a little bit more. His average reduced big time because his minutes reduced and whatnot and output over the origin period. Then he came back and after origin, going into the, the death of the season, I think he averaged right up there, 85 odd again. So across the season, you might be right. He might average 80, but up until origin, in which case he'll probably be a sell anyway with potentially reduced minutes, I think he can average around that 90 mark. I don't think he regresses much there. He just looks so good. So actually, I didn't see the second half of that game on Saturday, so I imagine he was cutting loose. Oh my God. He was just doing everything. <clears throat> and Munster's Munce back Munce this week, back. but Hughes, I mean, he's, he, they must be fighting at the judiciary, but he's every chance to get a, a one to two weeks. Yep. Um, so that's, that's huge. So I guess the punt for me there is what do I think he's going to average? Uh, I'm going to say 80. You say 90. It is a lot more. Mm. 90, if you knew that, would be good. Uh, if we walk through what I've written down here, Getting Nico also on a personal front means I get an extra week to look at Reed Money and Tanner Boyd. Because the decision there is if I go early on Harry Grant is it's all, all good to go Tanner Boyd up, but then I've got to deal with Money, maybe downgrade him, yeah. maybe keep him. I could save a trade by waiting a week and maybe just saying, you know what, Reed, I really like you, but you haven't quite done the job. Let's go straight to Harry to free up that cash. Or if he comes out and blasts 80 90 this week, then I could sit with Reed for the next till origin if he's killing it, you know what I mean? Uh, Reed, like not, Reed. Probably doesn't play it. We won't play Origin anyway, mm. barring injuries. Like I know he wasn't great on the weekend, but he like Reed could easily be a season hold as a number two. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's options around that. Waiting that week on Harry and going on Nico allows me just to reassess an extra week. Um, obviously, Nico's upside we've spoken about. Nico's injury risk may be a late withdrawal, but it seems it is seem unlikely he's not going to play. But it's a late game Sunday, so I bring him in. He doesn't play. Yeah. <laughs> I've wasted, I've wasted oh, I think, yeah. I think he'll play on all I think reports. he's playing uh, and he does have the biking up. So it's a really interesting scenario. Um, do I just go the safe sort of just bring Harry in, do that? Bring in Nico is a little bit of a risk mm. um, and he could also drop money. If he starts a bit slow, he potentially drops 150K, which gives everyone a leg up on the people that buy him. Or he comes out firing. So one of those classic supercoach scenarios where we just don't quite know what's going to happen. I'm going to leave it as late as possible on what I do there. Might be a few tinnies needed just to make yeah. that decision. But I'd be interested in your thoughts. If you were me, do you, based on that, do you have a little punt on Nico and think he's going to roll back? And I'd probably even captain him, to be honest. Mm. Uh, or do you bring in Harry, who I'd probably also captain? It's a tricky one. A few blokes to wet the whistle on the weekend, <laughs> mate. It. Get the confidence Friday. up. We've got the final leg of the bloke in our regional tour to Cairns this weekend, <laughs> finishing with an absolute bang. Maddie, where are we going in Cairns? What's the pub? Gilligan's. The, oh, Gilligan's. The backpacker's joint. Yeah, so. it's a backpacker joint. Yeah, I'm good. so excited for it. So we're finished in style. So if you're anywhere around the region, come around. Let's talk Supercoach footy, whatever it might be. Looking forward to that one. I need a quick on-the-spot answer. Harry or Nico for me? What, what are I'm you, not done. What are you I was just, just <laughs> getting around. You've just absolutely rushed me. But he's coming back. We're yeah, all good. Yeah, no, no. We haven't, we haven't scratched the surface of Nico Hines yet. Broken my fragile little yeah. heart this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quick side note. Just talking about that, that backup hooker to Harry Grant this season. I was doing the, the analysis today. Damien Cook is averaging 61, but it's almost entirely in work rate. So, so Cookie hasn't been noted as probably a yeah. big base stat hooker in the past. We know he jags attacking stats. 
55 in base to start the season. He doesn't have a try, a try assist, a line break, or a line assist. They're coming, aren't and they? And he averaged 75 last season. They're coming. Yeah, yeah, so that's damn good. Before you do answer my question, one of the biggest factors I have is I think I actually want to hold Tanner as my backup to allow the money for like your Garricks and all those sort of guys mm. in the centres. I think it could be worthwhile doing. Reed and Harry is a lot of money tied up in the nine position, so do with that what you will. What do you Yeah, reckon? well, I've got them both. Nico Hines, it's a no from me, mate. <coughs> It's a hard no in my mind, as in I'm just not that interested. Yep. But it's not like if other people are going with Nico Hines, I, I can obviously see why. And I know yep. I'll, be, I'll be watching and I'll be terrified. I get that. But he's priced on an 86-point average last year. He's top, top dollar. There's really good buyers around the next couple of weeks and then you throw in the round six buy. The Dragons and Warriors next two weeks, they look like really good matchups for him. But that Dragons one, it's the that derby, the local derby, that'll be a dog fight. Could be potentially be low scoring. Uh, the Warriors after that, you know, if you asked three weeks ago, you'd be going, great matchup for Nico. The Warriors just trounce the Cowboys okay, and look yeah. unreal. Yep. So the matchups don't scare me as much. They, they certainly did a couple of weeks ago. Even the drags on the weekend, they were up in that to their teeth up until 15 minutes to go, yeah, 10 minutes it. to go. That's so, oh, Matt, I just think coming back from a calf injury, we spoke about this in the preseason. Like the biggest part of Nico's game is his fitness and he's just, he's just on ball the entire game. He just pops up everywhere and has a hand in everything. Coming in underdone with a lingering calf is, issue, which I'm, I'm sure they're confident he's on top of, but they can aggravate them. I I don't know. I just think it's, it's we're not paying seven hundred k for him. He's the most second most expensive player in the game. It's a risk, no doubt. Yeah. And then um, you talk about captaining him. What if the the calf tweaks five minutes into the game? That's it. The other thing is, do I just not use my boost and leave Harry and Nico for next week and mm. get them both in one? Maybe that's the play. Yeah. And and yeah. I'm just thinking on the, the I know I try not to think of the negatives around it because we know he can go one fifty one fifty, but. I mean, even then, if he was to go nuts, nuts, yeah, big loss on the points front. But we get to round six, he's got the buy. He's not going to get that immediate price rise. I can wait off on him. If he does start slow the next two weeks and comes back and, and is a little bit limited in his output, keep in mind, Braden Trindle's on the bench. They always go to the 4-4 bench, the Sharkies, and mm. maybe that's just a reward for good form, but maybe that's cover <coughs> because they are, you know, cautious of it. The Sharkies have started slow this season. So if he starts slow... And look set, come that round six by to drop a fair bit of money. They then come back and play the Roosters. So, I don't know. I just see a lot of negatives around it. And if it was, you know, 750k even, 150k cheaper, I'd be more willing to. But I'm not, I'm not that keen. And as I said, we could be sitting here next week and he scored a, what, 150. So be it. He, yeah. He's a gun. Yeah, but I just think there are a lot of question marks around it. Yeah, I think everything you just said is what I'd normally say after not having a horror week. So maybe I'll say yeah. trust the process of what I normally do. And um, also that boost, maybe I just don't get Harry or Nico and I... Save a boost. You know, save a boost. I can still boost next week and yeah. uh, do it then. So maybe that's the go. Yeah. Spy, mate, we were talking <laughs> off air before. You, you got married a few years ago now... Did it over in Fiji. That must have cost you an arm and a leg. You must still be reeling from that one. Yeah, mate. Um, the only thing you were saying was, I wish I knew a couple of blokes that could help me out at the time. Um, but I, I swear you know some fellas. What are their names? Now that you mention them, mate, yeah. come out of no- Yeah, Patty and George, Mortgage oh, Choice, SCW, yep, yep. mate. 
They are so, they're the best people you could speak to in a position like this. If you need help, you sit in there, you get tying the knot pretty soon. It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. As I said, we all know that. You haven't even added in the honeymoon You afterwards. can't say no to everything that no. your bride-to-be asked no. for, unfortunately. Bride wants the dream wedding, wants the dream, uh, dream what do they call them, dresses? Yeah, oh, best not to think about it, mate. Yeah, exactly right. So <laughs> what Padding and George can do for you, if you are in this position, they can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible for that loan and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message to get this done. Uh, the boys will also make sure there's no surpri- nasty surprises, no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, it'll save you $129 on the plan because you listen to this podcast. So when you do get in contact with them, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener. Cannot stress enough how easy it is. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Next time you find yourself having a scroll on Instagram, so that's about 25 da- times a day for the average person, flick them a message on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, or if you're not on Insta, head to any of the articles on our website. It's got their email address there, their contact number, QR code. You can give them a call if you are old-fashioned spy, so... Yeah, on the landline. Yeah, you can buzz. I forgot they love footy as well, so have a have a yarn about that while they're yeah. fixing up your finances. Paddy's low key going alright in our Supercoach this season yeah, as well, nice. so you can dribble about that one to you while you're at it. Spire hot topics for the week. We're starting with the hottest of hot, and uh, it's it's gotten even hotter in the last half an hour because of Ruben Cotter being ruled out. I was like. I hate speaking about stuff when it doesn't involve my side. I'm like, I, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just, I only started this podcast so I can, you know, talk to you boys and talk about these great supercoach minds about my issues and improve my side. So uh, when Cotter was ruled out, I'm like, all oh, right, this means business. Yeah. Could have made it the whole show. Yeah, I'll, I'll spend the next half hour on it. Yeah. Now, people will keep moving on Ruben Cotter anyway as a pretty popular front row forward buy, but uh, <coughs> looking at moving on to go to the most popular buyers this week. Payne Haas started on fire. Torhu Harris killing it 80 minutes the last three weeks. You then look at Joe Taffney and Tino Fasua Malawi. Both started probably a little bit slower than expected. Tino went big last week, or sorry, two weeks ago, I should say. Generals chat about all three of them, mate. And I'll be listening intently. Who do you like the most out of those options? And then I suppose if there are any other options out there, because. I'll start by saying you're not going to go wrong with any of them. 100%. They're all playing good minutes. They're all looking great and killing it. So there's no wrong, bad options, but there are slightly better options. You've Which hit the way na- would you lean? You've hit the nail on the head, and this is really relevant to me because I may well move Cotter on to one of these boys in the next few weeks. Mm. That's the plan. Uh, I have a pretty definitive order of who I want at this stage, despite there not being much between them. This is my order. Number one, Tino Fasulmalawawi. A one over. Tino's still number one. Yeah, I don't think he is. I also said one extra digit than his name, Filthy, because I nailed it last time. But um, he's <laughs> just, I think he'll get better as the season goes. His minutes improve. Uh, if you want to bring up his numbers to start the year, I think he's got work rate yeah. with offloads. He's had six in the last two weeks and he can score tries. So Facing 50, averaging 64 <coughs> minutes, big, and 68 points. Yeah, 695k. So I think, yeah, I think he's basing 50, but I don't know if that includes offloads. And yeah, he's had six, no, in, the la- six in the last two weeks. Base, I wrote this in the article today. Yeah. So if anyone uh, knew, I mentioned just about every second sentence. Base for anyone new is to Supercoach or still working a few things out. Base is so vital. It is your total runs, points from runs, plus your tackles, minus your missed tackles. So where this becomes relevant, Spy, and you actually pointed this one out to me, but 
someone like uh, Josh Schuster, who on the weekend had, I think he had nine points in base. So he yeah. had three tries <laughs> yeah. for his 59-odd points. So you look at that and go, basically, it, uh, it's a metric of, of going, if they get no attacking stats to their name and they just go out and have their runs and, and make their tackles, how low can these people go? So Jacob Kiraz <coughs> on the flip side... He didn't have any major attacking stats, or there might have been a line break or something, but he had 46 points in base. So where he couldn't have done much less in terms of attack, no tries or anything, or try assists, 46 points. So, yeah, back to it, mate. Tino. I just think I'm having a look at these numbers as well, and in that crazy heat on the weekend, there was 4 million tries scored. He only made 18 tackles. He normally makes 30 around that mark. I think you'll end up basing in mid-50s plus his offloads and tackle bus. I think you're in the mid-60s to 70s there already, plus his try-scoring ability. I just think he'd be nice to own his dual position. I've got him just ahead of my second guy, which is Joey Tarpany at two. Interesting spy, because yeah. Huss the most <laughs> traded in this week. I've got Tarpany ahead of Huss. I think it's a longer-term play. Maybe he's slightly under him the next couple of weeks, but I think he's going to get better and better. Haas, I've looked at his numbers again. They're just rock solid because he does what he does. Mm. But on the weekend, he did have... I actually saw that at the end of Saturday night as well. He had a couple of really nice offloads. So two offloads with line break assists. That added 24 at the end of that game. It was more than that, mate. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I worked it out. So he had the almost exact same play twice. I believe he back had... Back to back, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the offload for the line break. So he had line break assist... Try contribution, offload, run. It equated to approximately about 36 points in those two plays in the final 10 minutes. So prior to that, it was, it was only going to be like around at mid-50s, I believe, which says two things to me. One says he's not going to do this every week and, and you know maybe he does regress back to that sort of 60 to, five, 60 to 65, maybe even 70 average. The other part of me looked at it and went, oh, he did that with ease. Like, is he going to keep doing is it? Is he going to keep doing it? But... <coughs> As good as he is, history would suggest not. Yeah, uh, and he'll have his games where he does do those types of things. Yeah. Whether he does it back-to-back, I don't think he will, yeah. but he'll have him in him. But I just think blokes like Tarpany and Tino have a bit more in him on that front. He's gone up 30k, Haas. Taps has gone down about 25k. Yeah, you get him cheaper. Um, so for me, it's Tino, <laughs> Tarpany, Haas, and I've got like Torhu Harris underneath those. I'd, I'd prefer the top three guys above Torhu. But yeah, when I make a decision, to be Tino versus Tarpany. Um, I think they're a standout one too for me Based on those yeah. reasons Yeah, Tino uh, Sorry, Tohu 66 break even He's played 80, 80, 80 oh, As I said, I, I do wonder if Jazz is going to take it away from him a little bit <coughs> At the same time, if he does play 15 minutes less Because he's getting that break He might go harder He might have a few extra runs Yeah So I don't think that's the end of the world And look, he's a great buy <coughs> Joe Tapney though Started the season with a 61 point average in 48 minutes per game. Minutes definitely down. Now, last week was one of the, I believe, the hottest games on record in Canberra. Yeah. So definitely played reduced minutes. Yeah. The week before was that game against the Dolphins in an absolute bog. There yep. was so much water on the field. <coughs> so takes away from just running is more difficult. Tackle breaks, definitely not offloads. He's only, so 57 in base, next to no attacking stats. This season he's had four, four tackle breaks. Two offloads and no major attacking stats. Yep, so he's they're doing coming. it effortlessly with surely more minutes incoming. If I know one thing about big Josh Papali'i, he's back this week and he doesn't start the season fit. He'll work into it. So I just I think it'll be good for his minutes. <coughs> um, yeah, I, I'm leaning towards taps as well. 
Yep. I think he'd be great by. As you said, he's just had no attack yet for those reasons, and it's coming. He's a tackle-busting, mm. offloading machine. Um, he's very close to my number one over Tino. There's not much in them, uh, and it's probably only that I don't have to make that decision this weekend. I haven't sort of laser-focused on that, but, yeah, it's a good one, but I just think... I think it's a really good chat and everyone make their own decision. Obviously, you won't go too far wrong regardless, but I do mm. think you just want that person with that little bit of upside. Like if Tap scores a try or Tino, they basically get 100. Yeah. And they've really got that I in know. them more than Haas does. So Torhu, adds Darusi had to start, I believe it was last week or the week before, where he scored something like one tonne in three or four years. And that was like about 102. <coughs> so he just doesn't have the upside. Um, Payne Haas, we've seen this before as soon as last year. So he averaged 79, sorry, he's averaging 79 with 55 in base. Mental. But loves to start the season with a bang. He averaged 76 points across the first six games last season. Then he had one score over 65 in his final 14 games last year. Yeah. Uh, my order is Taps, Payne Haas, very narrow. Could flip, but I, I just, I like, I, I see so much more upside in Taps from the way the season started. Yep. Uh, you've got me thinking about Tino a little bit, but I, I don't know. I've I guess you only have to make one decision now, and that's Tuffany. Exactly so right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm leaning yeah. towards Taps at the moment, and I'm also scarred by not owning him last year in a ba- at all. I think so. When he was going nuts, I might have owned him for a bit and then flipped him. And whatever. you enjoy watching your boys a bit more. Yeah. That yeah. is a factor in Supercoach. You want to it sometimes is. if it's tight, do the bike that you want to watch more and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Um, just totally unrelated to that, but when I just saw that. Tohu was playing 80 minutes every week. Harry Grant's also being, like, ridden to death at the moment. 84, 80 and 80 in the heat. Yeah. There's every chance his minutes regress. Not consistently, but just give him some spells However, here However, yep, they have to win. They have to win. Yeah. That's, he, that's difficult they've always had. I just wonder if he can punch that out all year or, and can he not get hurt playing those minutes? I don't know. It's just, it's just an extra layer. To be honest, to he's things. probably a sell come origin anyway because around there I think he will play reduce me. So I'm happy for him just to get through to origin then I'm happy to flip him anyway. Yep. And then my question is we've gone, we've gone back a bit here but that's where Reid comes in. If Reid, he's averaging 70. If he can average me 70 at 200k less, I might not need to bring Harry into origin. I can do magic with the rest of my yeah. side and then target him for the run yeah. home. So there's a bit going on there. Yes, yes, yes. Uh... James Tedesco, most traded-out player. What are you doing with Teddy? Did you sell him last week? I did sell him last week. So my trades went okay. I sold him. He only got 60, um, and he dropped about 70K, so that was good. Um, he looked incredible. He just he couldn't. Like, That's a big score coming, isn't oh, it? Oh, he, he was nearly untouchable. He just couldn't quite get there the last two weeks. Um, was a bit of a dubious try assist, admittedly, because mm. old mate stopped the line. But um, he could have easily turned up, and he will again soon. I also don't think his draw's that bad. I think it's Para and Melbourne pa- coming it, it, so up. So the buy this week goes into <coughs> Parramatta, Melbourne. Melbourne is down in Melbourne into yep. Cronulla. So it's, again, On two, pa- two weeks ago, you would have been going very doom and gloom. <coughs> it's not as bad as it looks now, but it's still a pretty tough draw. Para and Melbourne both conceded over 30 last weekend, though. So yeah. it's, you know. Yeah, um, it's not the worst. Question is, do I sell him for, I'm assuming, Reese Walsh, most people? I probably do, given his high break even. I just think cash yeah. generation at this stage of the break season. Break even 113, 760k. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd be happy to sell for Reese for at least a couple of weeks, make that cash. Um, do we want to talk Reese Walsh now or in a little I'll bit? I'll jump in. I think I'm going to go Teddy to Reese Walsh. I, I was keen on Reese Walsh before round one. It was just I was always going Teddy and Turbo, and then obviously <laughs> Reese Walsh missed round one. So he's averaging yep. 100, set to make a ton of cash. 
my little plan. I'm going to do a, a big. It's funny, you just like how you get on these little tangents during the week, and I was doing my team today, and I just out of nowhere, I found myself for an hour doing my five week trade plan. I've basically yeah, yeah, got all yeah. sorted. And then I get in here, and then Cotter's out. I'm like, well, that was a waste of time. You got to do it when you're motivated. Yeah, then it, then it goes to yeah. water. So, anyway. I, but I've, it hasn't changed a lot to be honest. So I've basically got a, a five week plan in place that will change, but it's a good framework for, for how essentially how to get in Nico because I'm not getting me. Yeah, this week. It was based it. around that and Ruben Garrick. Can't wait for him. Cool. So the thing was, and, and the big thing behind selling Teddy, likely to drop cash, not playing obviously this week, tough draw and he gets back. Reese Walsh going to make a ton of cash. It's Latrell Mitchell. Latrell on the downer, break even 120. Bunnies, a couple more tough games coming up, Manly into Melbourne. But then he goes Bulldogs and Dolphins. And I, I wanted t- uh, Latrell for that run anyway, and I know you're in the same boat, so I'm like... <coughs> Tommy Turbo effortlessly is averaging 100, so he's not going anywhere. So it was probably going to be Teddy De Latrell anyway. So I'm thinking in a few weeks' time when Walsh peaks, Latrell hopefully bottoms out, boom, sideways, not sideways, but going side to side. It might not even cost Not far off cost you much. I think I've got pegged in, it might cost me 100K. Yeah, and that's exactly why I sold Teddy last week. Not because I don't think he's a gun, not because I don't think he's good. I was just... For sure. I anticipated that price drop. I knew I wanted Latrell, so... Why not sell him when yeah. he's at his peak value or high enough? Reese Walsh, uh, the most traded in player. I'm getting him, as I said. Look, the Broncos draw is really good coming up. It's soft, and, and that's what helps me. The reality is he was on bugger all prior to those two late tries. Zero at half time, I think. Something like that. So, and then 95 second half. So that, that sums it up right there. Yeah, That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. So, look, <laughs> just know what you're getting yourself into because there could be low scores. He could, could score 25. He could score 160. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to miss that 160 and 200K if it happens, so I'm happy to plug him in as well. And he's playing at Suncorp. I've spoken to him about before. It's one of the best running tracks, running grounds. Who are you in. bringing him in for? I'm bringing him in for – oh, that's another question on the fly here. So the Valentine Holmes or Brian Toss? I've got to make a decision there. So you've got – do you have Val at fullback at the moment? I have Taruva at fullback at the moment based on last week's uh, trade. Yep, so, yep, yep, Because yep. I went early on Teddy. Um, so the question is, do I hold a Brian Toa or now that Val's dropped a 20K or so, do I plug him in? The only reason I'm – I think Toa could be of importance. A, he looks really good. Penrith could fire. But that 70K could be the difference between getting mm. blokes like Garrick in the next few weeks. Uh, I think it's a tricky call. Do you have any thoughts on whether you'd, you'd hold Holmes or mm. take that extra cash? Val Holmes, <coughs> so what have we got for him? Averaging 59, <coughs> cows have not been great. Their draw is still soft for some time. He's only made you attacking stats in three games this season, been one try assist and one line break. And he's averaging 59. So he's basing 31 per game, 43 if you add in his goals. He's doing it easy. When's Drinky back? Four weeks, I think he was. So that hurts a lot. Their combination's so good. It does. You know what? I suspect coming off a bad loss. He's had 33 runs in the past two weeks, but they've predominantly been at centre. Yep. He, he hasn't been roaming as much as we've seen yep. as last year at centre. I think he has to get more involved in key attacking opportunities. Um, and I, Tommy Chester was good on the weekend, but I also wouldn't be shocked to see Val potentially well, go back to Sunday have a Gold Coast if... Unfortunately, I have to make the call Thursday before mm. Penrith game, but <clears throat> if he goes to fullback, he'll be a near must. So, yeah. you know what? Just based on that, I'll have to say goodbye to Brian. 
Yeah, yeah. I've got them both, hold them both firmly. Josh, Maybe there's another way to do it, but yeah, yeah, at this stage. Josh Schuster is the second most traded in player. I will be waiting a week now because of the Cotter trade. I think the move is to wait a week just because of his injury history and you just never know what you're going to get with him. So Unless you need the cash. Unless you need the cash to, do something to, to force another trade. Or yep. if you've got, like I at the time, two trades pegged in for next week. So I can see why you'd do it. Yep. But if you can wait, I think wait. There's also Brandon Wakeham coming through. He's coming off a 50 in about mm. 20 minutes. He could make bulk cash. So you'll have options there. Yep. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, 298k, 66 point per game average, negative 41 break even, dual fullback CT dub. What are your thoughts on him, mate? It's losing my voice over here. One moment, please. Uh, Tyrell, he worries me. I think he's got 20s. I think he's got 15s in him. If you're sitting there and there's no one else you can go to and you need a downgrade or you need cash, sure. You should make cash and he could keep killing it. It's very risky business. Just know what you're in for. Uh, he could have some low ones in him, but he's okay if you need need someone of that variety to make yeah. some quick coin. And his 78 revels was in round one. That, that'll drop out of his rolling average after this week. He scored mid-50s last week, not too bad. So not the end of the world. Based 20 the first two rounds. Not running a heap. Uh, yeah, look, I, I can't because my CT dub's fine. I'm happy with it. And but if you weren't, then then it becomes an option, I think. But yeah. mm. Maddie Sonny Luke uh, has been the big question mark this season for Super Coaches. Low break even. He's going to make money. He's been named on the bench again this week. Uh, I, I think from a Super Coach perspective. His big score from round one, I think it was about 59, will drop out of his rolling average after this week. And then he has a 29 in it from his last game. So he'll make, you know, it might be 40, 50K this week, barring a big score. But then the break is not going to go nuts. My question is, do you think he, more minutes come or do you think they're, they're content to play him in 30-minute stints at the moment? No, I think... I think with Sonny Luke, unfortunately, obviously last week he had the buy and the week before against South, I think Kenny had HIA. I think Luke might have had his own HIA. Yeah, so they we, both did. We couldn't, we couldn't judge off that. I feel, I thought it was a mistake in, in round one not playing enough. And, and I think that, you know, he'll, as the season progresses, he'll, he'll get more and more minutes. That's, that's, that's my gut feel. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. Um, and if Reed Marnie does flop over the next week or two, a, a trade of Reed down to him, if, uh, Sonny, if he's killing it, is absolutely fine. Will be it? lovely. It's the other one is, um, thing about trade plans, could drop Reed down to, or Tanner across to the cheese in a few weeks, because he obviously will come through that rib injury. Yeah, exactly. He'll right. get fitter. Yeah. Um, don't mind that as an option yeah. either. Run Harry and cheese, the traditional play. Spy, we won't go into Garrick too much, because I think he's more of a, a talking point... <sighs> More of a tournament for next week. But he's firmly on our own. We don't need to go deep into him. But uh, another tough game against the Bunnies this week. But 742k, break even 33, 10th most traded in. I can see why you'd go early. Um, I've just got him. I have hammer to him penciled in next week. Yeah, I was very tempted to go instead of Reese Walsh, straight to Garrick. He's got South and Penrith two of the next three weeks. It's the only reason I wouldn't yeah, want to do it. He's agreed. got a low break even. If that was like three of the sides that, that don't scare you, I'd actually be happy to go, Gary. No, no, no. Uh, I believe it's South and Newcastle. Oh, two of the next three, sorry. Two of the next three, he, he, sorry, he, yeah. he does get the Newcastle game, which is potential yeah. upside galore. Uh, I actually don't hate the play. And, and with the bunnies pretty decimated through the middle. Yeah. Tommy uh, Firing is... 
you might find that he makes you might make 100k and Reese Walsh might make the mm. same. Like it's not it's not silly to do it. It's just you might. I guess it's the same thing. I'm yeah. tougher matchups and his price. He might not make some money, whereas Walsh will. But yeah, I'm not totally against it. To be totally honest with you. Spy, I had a few to talk about on the most traded out list uh, between sort of Will Warbrick, so, who I think uh, people might be going him to Sloan or something. But I, just with the Tigers matchup this week, as I said, we saw with Khan Pereira, all it takes is one game and you initiate that new round of price rises. So uh, I think Warbrick is just, as long as he's in that team, I'm happy to wait for a few tries to come in. And the Tigers, it could be this week. Yeah, I'm not selling him at that price while he's playing. Uh, he looks a pretty good player. Apart from the weekend, had a mm. bit of a shocker, but it happens. He's young; uh, he'll, he'll improve. But yeah, it's all about if he holds his spot, he stays in for me. And and you spoke about the potential of trading Sammy Walker. That's w- going regardless, or is that only if Nico comes in? No, that would be for Nico. If I hold off on Nico, which I think after this discussion, I probably will take that safer mm. route and hold him. It means nico goes off this week i could probably happily trade sammy to him next week mm. otherwise you know what nico's got to buy after that couple more weeks of sammy walker if needed uh he's okay he might drop a little bit of cash but he's playing good footy um pretty low score on the weekend it's a tough game it's a derby um I'm, I'm happy to sell or hold sammy at this stage you don't have to rush him out if you don't yeah. need to Guys, we're excited to link up with Bet After the 2023 footy season each round of the season we'll be producing exclusive sc playbook markets of our own so excited this season we've got access to integrating official NRL fantasy markets. Not Supercoach, can't stress this enough. Very, very similar to Supercoach scoring, but not the exact same. So go over to NRL.com and just check out the scoring system around NRL fantasy markets. This week for our SC playbook, Bet Arm Multi, working around Ruben Garrick, going to town on the bunnies. Sorry, Matty boy. Uh, but with all the middles out, I, I just I like what I'm seeing from uh, Manly this season. So we've got $4 for him to score 60-plus NRL fantasy points into Tommy Turbo, anytime try scorer. To follow along, you can find the link to the market in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au or in our YouTube description. It's for those aged 18-plus only. And please, please remember to gamble responsibly if you are going to have a go. Spite, round four, trades and skippers. What are your plans? What are you looking at? Now, I better pull this up now because it's probably going to be undo some changes. Yep, yep, that's why we like it. <clears throat> I did have, it's actually a bit of discussion if you want to. I'm going to go Cam Murray down to Teague Wilton. The idea between that is I need Ooh, cash. I didn't even realise you didn't have Teague. <clears throat> yeah, he's killing it. 66 in base oh, on the no, weekend. Nico back, he'll start scoring tries. My logic is I think he can do a similar job to Murray for 200k mm. less. So I just think it's crazy not to because, again, not saying I think he's definitely going to be better than Murray, but for those listening, that's 200k I can use on blokes like Garrick, Hines, Nico, all that. So it's a lot of money. Interesting. Yeah. Cam. I, I, I get it. And um, yeah, so I get it. I, after round one, I know he hasn't scored as well the last two weeks, but supercoach-wise, <coughs> bunnies, roosters, it's almost like a write-off. That, sh- that just becomes a shit fight every yeah. time. Uh, put it this way. As a non-owner, a, a Stoked to hear it. Yeah, uh, and the logic behind this is as well, and it copped a little bit from Desi yesterday on WhatsApp, loves staring <laughs> me up, but I always plan to, we spoke about it on the first mm. first part of the year, I think, <clears throat> I wanted to see which mid-rangers I trusted. Yeah, I didn't want to start with three or four that. duds. Now's the time to make my my moves. I bought in Ellie Katoa last week. I love it. Thought he was outstanding, despite a couple of fumbles. Gee whiz, he, oh, he based mid-50s again. Yeah, he's Ooh. very, very exciting prospect. And yeah. G can run a line. He's still a great buy this week. G times it well. Um, 
bring in Teague, shore that up, extra cash. I'm basically what I'm doing is it's that mid-range approach in the second rowers. Uh, guys I can trust, like Teague Wilton, Ellie Katoa, these sorts mm. of fellas. I've got Preston there. I'm happy to buy him any week oh as my, my bench second row. If I didn't have Preston, I couldn't do it. Yeah, there's so a lot that don't own Preston yeah, still. Yeah, so he's good. Still a great buy. Still a great um, I, I think he, if the cat, <clears throat> the money makers, I think he's the one still. Like, Yeah, and he could... Just be near, you could average seven. Could be near on a keeper. Yeah. So get him in for now. Um, Val Holmes down to Reese Walsh. That could probably become Brian Toho based on what we're discussing right now. And then I've got that boost up the sleeve. Mm. Sammy Walker to Hines or one of the hookers up to Harry Grant. Um, I don't know which way I'll lean or if I hold off on that for now. We'll see. Skipper. That's a good question. It's going to be Hines or Harry. So I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a think about it. <laughs> yeah, I am looking at this week. Teddy to Reese Walsh, and then it was going to be Tanner Boyd to Schuster. Tell you what, thank God Tanner Boyd hits him like Hasmel Masri because it saved his score last week and I had to play him. Can't kick, can he? <laughs> uh, but with the Cotter news, Cotter, there's decisions to be made, but I like taps. I like big Joey Tappany. So looking at that one at the moment, I'll go through my big four or five week trade plan, whatever it is, on beers and break evens tomorrow with uh, the battered guru. We'll see how he turns up, the big fella. Uh, my skippers, it'll be one of two things, I think. VC Val against the Titans and then Captain Tommy Turbo leaning that way or VC Cleary into C Harry Grant against the Tigers. Yeah. Grant v. the Tigers looks pretty So good. interesting, like, maybe it's a bit of bias as a, a Tigers fan here, but I feel like the Tigers' middles have been pretty good this year and they're, they've dominated, not dominated the ruck, but they've been pretty strong around the ruck in terms of limiting line speed and all that. The issues haven't come from that. Marnie struggled against them last yeah, week. Yeah, he didn't get many. He put a wide ball that uh, Burton went off the left and went through, mm. but it wasn't like a... S- Scope around the middle. Marty didn't run much at all. No, he, he didn't. Likes to he had something like one or two runs. Um, Harry's got that base, but I'd, everyone goes, oh, it's the Tigers. He'll tear him apart. It's not necessarily that simple. He may well. It's Harry Grant. It could be that to kill him on the edges where they're weak. <coughs> Potentially early okay. ball to muster. Yep. So just something to consider. Food for thought. Uh, <coughs> Spite. A few listener questions to wrap things up. And it, Put one more for me because I know you were looking at, at, uh, at potentially boosting this week. And... First things foremost, as we say each and every week, if there are three trades you really need to make to get your team humming along and, and there's money to be made or you've got fires to put out, injuries, sweet, boost. Nothing wrong with it. But the question was from Mike Rokey and he said, Magic Mike, any, he said any must-haves you can see. It was not so much that part of the question because we don't have time to go through that, but he says, all I see is nice-to-haves rather than must-haves. Yep. Might hold fire on trades this week. For a big point there, and prior to the Cotter news, which has obviously impacted things for his owners, uh, I was actually considering saving a trade this week. There was nothing. I was probably going to go early on the Schuster trade in a bid to make my bigger moves in coming weeks. Yep. But I think it was just worth stressing that there's, you might not need to make trades this week. You particularly may only need to make one trade, so don't feel the need to do it. I think he's nailed it there. Nice to have. You're not boosting for. Yeah. Something to go, this is good for my side. That's a good boost. I'm honestly happy to boost three times in a row, but I'm not going to do it for no reason. Mm. That. Spy Lyle Caddo. Am I mad going with Schuster and Katoa at 5'8"? Now, it's an interesting question because... Yes. <laughs> yep. I think you're mad. Uh, could pay off. Schuster could start, continue to kill it, but 
She's got it's there's some low scores in that combination. I feel um, if it's a one to two week play and you're playing Schuster, I get it. Yep. But you, you, if it's something he's thinking that he'll run with while they peak in value for a month plus, it's danger, dangerous. It's dangerous. It could be a master stroke, and yeah. Schuster could average his 50, yeah. 60, but three try assists for 59 points, that's, that's enough to scare me off doing that. Yeah, and then, yeah. So uh, I, th- I think it's a one-week play, not bad. Two weeks, maybe I wouldn't be doing it for yeah. any more. And the other thing, Schuster might start running the ball more, and then you go, sweet, I'm happy, yeah. but at the moment... It's a risky one. Move. You'd, you'd ideally want to, want to give a week, wouldn't you? Um, question from Jeff Lane: Cleary a sell to a post Origin? I know it's scary not yeah. only, but going to lose over hundred k, hundred k, or is the risk not, risk not worth the reward? I think he was the tenth most sold. Might have been eighth most sold. Nathan mm. Cleary. Um, th- there'd be reasoning behind this, but surely last week was the time to sell if you're doing it with the buy. The only thing is he wasn't going to drop cash last week and there was probably three tr- impending trades that could have happened. And now they've gone... Yeah. I, to be honest, it, I looked this week and went 160. Gee, but then I just think... And then Nico coming, being named as well, yeah, I suppose. If you went to Nico, I'd probably get it. But I think it's a risk. I'll tell you this, stat of the day probably. Clearly last year, mm. round one, 34. Mm. Round two, 57. Very similar scenario. His next two scores were both over 150. Yeah, I think if you you don't need to know much more than that. Yes, he could drop 150k. I'm not willing to miss out on that potential 150 plus score to get it. I'll find my money elsewhere. Para leaking a lot of points at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Again, uh, it's like anything in Supercoach. It could be a master stroke, but I just think yeah, I'm probably uh, my only one would be maybe Cleary to Nico if you want to think about doing that while he leaks cash and then do your other halfback back up to Cleary. It's mm. only one trade then extra. Yeah. Maybe that's an option. Good question from <coughs> very good question from Taylor Goodall. Would you sacrifice a pay rise from Hammer to upgrade him to Garrick or wait a week knowing it will cost you points? So it's I think there'd be a lot of people thinking this. In my opinion, Hammer's still got good cash to be made. I like that trade next week because Garrick's break is about 33. Hammers, I think it's still in the negatives. Uh, it's about minus 10 or something. It's not yeah, that yeah, different. Y- you can see it. I don't hate it. Um, but I probably agree with you that next week it's the trade before the Newcastle yeah. game. But if you want to do it this week and you're feeling it, I don't think it's a silly move by any means. Yeah. It could be beautiful. And f- for the record, again, we'll go in our sit-v starts with the Guru tomorrow. Negative seven break even, <laughs> so... I just I don't think we're playing in my seventeen against the Broncos, but the other thing is like he's looked good. So if he comes out and does punch out seventy or eighty or ninety, oh, yeah, some big coin to you for man. sure. Uh, Spite, we'll wrap that one up for this week, mate. You've uh, taken on a big brunt of the load. Been good, good fun, mate. I thought it was a good potty. Hopefully, everyone else thought so as well. And uh, I better go play some footy. I need to get this super coach business out of my head till Thursday when we're back. Let's do it. <laughs> he's excited. <laughs> Righto, guys. Thanks for tuning in. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.